0: everyone, Savilla Morgan here. Thank you for stopping by and listening to another episode of 21st Century Hannah. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and my supporters. A great big thank you to Morgan Air Conditioning sales, service, and installation serving Tampa, Florida and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air Conditioning can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Thank you, Morgan Ear, for recognizing the vision of 21st Century Hannah. Your sponsorship is greatly appreciated. I would also like to thank Alba Digital Media. Alba Digital Media created my childlessnotbychoice.net website, and they produce my podcasts. It is wonderful to have the same company creating my website and producing my podcasts. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. To contact Alba Digital Media for your website or podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Next, I would like to thank Devoted the musical duo who created my theme music. When I first approached Devoted for possibly creating a theme song for my podcast, I did so because of the pure talent I have witnessed from Devoted. Thank you, Devoted, for all the wonderful music you create for so many people. Devoted can be reached by emailing devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. Finally, I would like to thank the owner of Edinburgh Dusters out of Edinburgh, Scotland for his artistic suggestions on my websites and on my social media content. Your timely assistance in helping me during the initial stages of building this platform is truly appreciated. If you would like to help create awareness for and about the Childless Not by Choice community by becoming a one-time or ongoing sponsor, please contact me via email at savela at That's savela at As a sponsor, your product will be advertised to a global audience via this podcast as well as my multiple social media platforms. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Now, on to the show. Well, hello, everyone. Savilla Morgan here. Welcome back to another episode of 21st Century Hannah, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless, not by choice, women and men around the world. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, regardless of the fact that we could not have children. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by and visiting with me for yet another episode. Well, um, remember to tell your friends about the show. And if you are a repeat listener, thank you so very much for coming back. I appreciate that. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. I hope you find value in this content, and I hope you will come back again. And I hope you will tell your friends as well. Um, In fact, if you find value in the content of this podcast, these episodes, uh, click on that Donate button on the website. It would be truly appreciated. I'm always looking for for um, equipment, better equipment to use on my podcasting. And I actually am looking forward to going out into the field. I haven't done a, a field interview yet. And so I, I may do a Facebook Live. I've done two Facebook Lives already on the subject of Childless Not By Choice. And I, I plan to do Facebook Lives on a regular basis. But I'm also um, looking forward to going out into the field with my podcasting equipment. And so I do have a couple of mics now. I have a pop filter, so you don't have to hear that popping (laughs) that you may sometimes hear when you're listening to an audio. And so um, I was really excited to get this little pop filter. It's just so, I don't know. People make their own in some cases, but uh, every little thing helps me, and um, I'm excited about every new piece of equipment that I can, I can get my hands on. So if you find uh, value in the content, um, please feel free to hit that donate button on the website. Um, all of my contact information is in the show notes, but the website is www.childlessnotbychoice.net. That's www.childlessnotbychoice.net and you'll see the donate button on the home page. and I believe it's also down in the footer of the, uh, of the website. Um, so I would really appreciate it. And remember too that you can leave me a speak pipe message. If you look to the right on the website, there's a little oblong tab there. When you click on it, it opens up the tab and it allows you to leave a uh, message of up to 90 seconds. If you mess up <laughs> and you want to re-record, you you may re-record as many times as you would like before you hit save. So don't don't be intimidated. Um, you get to redo. How often can we do that in life, right? So um, go on over to SpeakPipe. Leave me a message. I love messages. Messages are like mail. I know that. Those of you who are repeat listeners hear me say that all the time. Messages are like mail. So I love messages, love hearing from uh, listeners. Uh, Sometimes it's an email, sometimes it's a Facebook direct message, and uh, sometimes it's a Twitter post or a retweet. All of those things are just like, uh, like little nuggets of gold for me. So I really appreciate it. It just tells me that I'm on the right path. And in fact, I've gotten a, a bump in, in listenership lately, so um, I appreciate that too. I think it's finally grabbing a hold after uh, two years of having created this platform, uh, podcasting for a year and a half of those two years, that uh, it's finally kicking in and I'm really excited and uh, really working on uh, on those courses. I know I've talked about it for quite some time, but I'm working on on courses that will take uh, those of us who are childless, not by choice, from point A to point B. From from depressed and sad and wondering what will become of me to feeling good, feeling uh, like you are a contribution to this world because you are. And uh, just uh, teaching you, I want to show you how you can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life regardless of the fact that uh, you, we, could not have children. So that's my point A to my point B, and I I really look forward to sharing that with you. We're going to have some free content, some paid content. Right now I'm creating uh, my personalized list of what to do post hysterectomy, things that you should do um, to feel better, faster, um, without pushing yourself, of course, uh, after you've had a hysterectomy. So just working on different little packages and just looking forward to really getting them out there. The, the big thing right now for me, my big celebration right now, is that I finally took my 31 day devotional to ebook format, which means that anyone around the world um, has access to it now. They can just order it online. It's $5.95 for the ebook version and $6.95 for the hard copy version. It's a 31-day devotional, and um, it just gives you a month of, of reading my thoughts and feelings and words of encouragement on, um, on you know, my journey through the childless not by choice, or the world of being childless not by choice. So I hope you will take advantage of the fact that you now have uh, access to the e-book. i book I've always uh, been concerned, and I continue to be concerned about... Uh, about you around the world, no matter where in the world you are, this is not just a a, a country thing for me. It's not one particular country. It's not the country I live in. It's a, this is a global effort for me, and so to be able to get things done on a global level, like having an ebook available, that really made my day. It was just such a big deal, and um, the two ladies that really. You know, I, I, I spoke up because it's something that had been in my, in my heart and on my mind, but I didn't say much about it because I wasn't thinking outside of the box on how to get it done. And when I finally verbalized what I had been wanting to do for months, two wonderful ladies in, in my local mastermind group um, just simplified it for me. It was amazing. <laughs> so I want to give them a shout out. Um, I want to thank Carol and uh I want to talk thank uh Sarah they know who they are for really just making my day at at our last mastermind get together. It's so good to be able to get together with um a group of uh like minded people, even if they have they're on different paths and if they're running different businesses, just to get together with a group of of very beautiful professional women who want to make a difference in the world can really just uh make a difference for, for each other. It's a wonderful thing. So I want to thank uh, Carol and, and Sarah for just really making my day and I want to ask you, the listener, to go to the website www.childlessnotbychoice.net dot net and uh order your five ninety-five copy of uh, the thirty-one day devotional um twenty first century Hannah thirty-one days of um of uh encouragement so Check it out, of course, leave me a review, tell me what you think. You can leave reviews on the website, so just tell me what you think or leave a review on SpeakPipe, I'll give you a shout out. Um, so just trying to get you guys to engage. I know some of you listen but but don't speak up and that's okay, I understand. This is a tough subject matter and it may be a while before I hear from you and for those of you who I hear from on a regular basis, thank you so much. Hearing from you encourages me, so thank you very much. Okay, well, let's get started. Without further ado, <laughs> this uh, episode, episode fifty nine, is on endometriosis. Endometriosis, um, as some of you know, uh, we're in a series right now, and in this series, I am talking about the 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 most recognized disease states, at least the ones that I'm aware of. If there are more, please feel free to reach out and tell me. But the ones that we typically know about are um, PCOS, which I spoke on on episode 58, uh, endometriosis, which we will discuss today, and uh, miscarriage and fibroids. And I I think those are the ones in the series that I'm doing. I the of the disease states so like i said if there's something i'm missing please feel free to let me know uh so next episode is most likely going to be on uh, miscarriage and then we're going to talk about in the final episode of this series not my final episode but the final in this series uh we're going to talk about fibroids which is my story fibroids is uh is uh what took me out <laughs> for lack of a better term so, um, uh yeah, endometriosis so yes as as um if you listen to uh the Picos episode, you know, I talked about the surprises that I found out, and yes, I found some surprises in here, too, so when we get to them, I will let you know what they are, but let me start by just explaining um what I found out about endometriosis, and I've put links in the show notes, I think I have five or six links in there uh to the websites that I've visited and so if you want to do further research because I didn't you know I didn't dis- I'm not going to discuss every single thing I found out we would be here all day if I did that this the, this series is just uh, a way uh, for me to bring awareness to each disease state and and to um maybe some women don't have access to to research I know that there uh, there's a group of women in Nigeria who are saving up for a laptop? They say they want to be able to listen to my episodes, and uh, so they may not have access. Not everybody in the world has uh, free Starbucks Wi-Fi, <laughs> and so they they don't have access to um, to Wi-Fi. I know in some countries you have to buy packets or packages of uh, of uh, of um, minutes or, or whatever. So it's you know it's just so eye-opening when we can just look uh, um, look outside our comfort zone and where we live and look into the world and see that truly not everyone is living the way we may be here in the Western world. So um, this is just a way, this series of discussing these disease states is just to, to um, bring awareness to the woman who may may feel that she's been misdiagnosed and doesn't quite know what to do and then maybe she'll hear something and that'll just kind of, you know, give her an aha moment, and just just give us more um, information on these different disease states. So I hope that uh, this series is is, is valuable to you, and at whatever level you find it. So endometriosis. Endometriosis is an often painful disorder in which tissue that normally lies uh, inside of the uterus, the endometrium, grows outside of the uterus. I mean, just hearing that Sounds painful to me, but um, yeah, the tissue that should be inside the endometrium is growing outside, outside the uterus. So endometriosis most commonly involves your ovaries, fallopian tubes, and the tissue lining your pelvis. Rarely, endometrial tissue may spread beyond pelvic organs. Now, the fact that they brought it up means that I guess it could happen. Because they say rarely does it do that. So, you know, I'm thinking it could happen. And uh, with endometriosis, displaced endometrial tissues continue to act as it normally would. It thickens, it breaks down, and bleeds with each menstrual cycle. Because this displaced tissue has no way to exit your body, it becomes trapped. When endometriosis involves the ovaries, cysts called endometriomas may form. Surrounding tissue can become irritated, eventually developing scar tissue and adhesions, abnormal bands of fibrous tissue that can cause pelvic tissues and organs to stick to each other. Remember, I'm learning along with you on this series on infertility disease states, so as I mentioned, some things um, surprise me, and uh, well, this next thing is no surprise. Endometriosis can cause pain. Yeah, that that's no surprise to me. Um, sometimes severe, especially during your period. Fertility problems also may develop. I also, I just uh, this uh, this was the first surprise. I didn't I didn't list it as a surprise, but actually, it is a surprise. Fertility problems also may develop. I just automatically thought they would. So uh, to say they may develop was a surprise. Uh, Fortunately, effective treatments are available. Surprise number two, because I always thought that endometriosis was, um, you know, the end as far as being able to to, um, have a child carry a child. I just didn't think there were any effective treatments. So the the fact that they're saying effective treatments are available is a wonderful surprise. I really thought that there were no effective treatments at all for endometriosis. I know that may sound silly to some of us, to some of you, but that's just, you know, that was what I thought. So anyway, it's good to know. Good to know that there's a possibility of a cure or at least a, a way to help the woman get pregnant even with the disease state. A couple of more surprises. The severity of your pain isn't necessarily a reliable indicator of the extent of the condition. Some women with mild endometriosis have intense pain, while others with advanced endometriosis may have little pain or even no pain at all. That was a big surprise to me. I you know i mean it just seems some things just seem so logical right you'd think that the more pain the worse the the condition is um not so much pain means maybe that you don't have um have it as badly as the woman with more pain but apparently it doesn't work that way it's the opposite or inverse so yes that was another surprise and uh also in my research, I found out that endometriosis is sometimes mistaken for other conditions that can cause pelvic pain, such as pelvic inflammatory disease, also known as PID, or ovarian cysts. Now this was the biggest surprise to me, this coming up. It says it may be confused with irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, a condition that causes bouts of diarrhea, constipation, and Abdominal cramping i b s can accompany endometriosis, which can complicate the diagnosis that is I think that's the biggest surprise that of all of my research I had no idea, and that's why I am so happy to be able to bring awareness to to the woman who may not be able to do her own research or never thought about doing research to see if um maybe she is being um, misdiagnosed because who would put irritable bowel syndrome with endometriosis I I would never have connected the two so that was the biggest surprise to me so I hope um, you know if you feel like you're being misdiagnosed just please you know have a sec get a second opinion and uh, I, I've said it in previous episodes it is that important that you get a second opinion if you if you're just not feeling you know a lot of us we have gut feelings about things. So in many cases, we ignore the gut feeling, but, um, I think we all have a sixth sense. And I think that if you just are not feeling right about something, then get a a second opinion. Nobody knows your body better than you do. And so if you're convinced that, you know, you're being misdiagnosed, you know, go with that. Just, just at least do your own research. Um, So anyway, causes. According to my research, although the exact cause of endometriosis is not certain, possible explanations include retrograde menstruation, transformation of peritoneal cells, embryonic cell transformation, surgical scar implantation, endometrial cells transport, and immune system disorder. And as I said earlier, for additional details on each of these causes, see the Mayo Clinic article link in the show notes below. And if you are somewhere in the world where you cannot um, get to these links, um, let me know. Uh, Send me an email and uh, I'll send you the, the story. I'll open it up and send it to you. Or we'll figure something out. But I just didn't want to go through each one of these things, especially since I'm not a doctor, I'm not a clinician. This is uh, purely informational. I didn't want to spend too much time on on each of those causes. But um, as I said, they're, they're in the Mayo Clinic article link in the show notes. And if you can't get the show notes open where you are for whatever reason, um, contact me and we'll see what we can do, okay? So, as I continued my research, I went next to the Hopkins Medicine site, um, and I found the following risk factors that could cause an increased possibility for a woman to have endometriosis. And um, it says that while any woman may develop endometriosis, the following women seem to be at an increased risk for the disease. Women who have a first-degree relative, a mother, sister, daughter, with the disease. Women who are giving birth for the first time after age 30. White women, Caucasian women. And women with an abnormal uterus. Now, the following information was of particular interest to me, and I'm sure to those who have been diagnosed with endometriosis. Uh, In this research, it says that endometriosis is considered one of the three major causes of female infertility. According to the American Society for Reproductive Medicine, endometriosis can be found in 24 to 50% of women who experience infertility. That's a lot. I I had no idea. Um, It says that in mild to moderate cases, the infertility may be temporary. Now that's another surprise. In these cases, surgery to remove adhesions, cysts, and scar tissue can restore fertility. Which I guess that kind of makes sense because I know, like, when I had my um, and it, this may be totally different, but this is what I thought about when I read this, when I had um, my myomectomies, and myomectomy is um is the removal of fibroids, the 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 fibroid tumors from your uterus. Um after my first, I think it was my either my first or my second myomectomy, because I had three, <laughs> um, I remember the surgeon saying, Okay, the the tumors are gone, go out and get pregnant. So I, I kind of thought about that when I read this. And so I can understand how they're saying that um, the infertility may be temporary and that removing the cysts and scar tissues can restore fertility. It makes sense when you think about it like that. In other cases, they go on to say, a very small percentage um, of women may remain infertile. So, I mean, sometimes, and, and then we, we hear about this a lot in uh, in infertility, uh, there's just no rhyme or reason to why. So this may be one of those instances where, if she remains infertile, there's just there's no no rhyme or reason. You just it's just just the way it is. And so, you know, <laughs> um, what can I say? It's it's just th- this is why I I go. Deeper into this subject matter than just giving information and and doing informational like I said this series is informational, but this podcast and my platform are more than just informational I'm here to go deeper with the women who want to and the men uh, to get you to a point where no matter what happens, even if you never have the child that you can still live a good life. As I said earlier, a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, regardless of the fact that you could not have children. And remember, as a woman who wanted but could not have children, that's the woman I'm speaking to and the man. I know some of you are still trying and still able to try, and I always say and I will always say that I'm praying along with you and hoping along with you because I'm not a hater. <laughs> it, it just didn't happen for me. That's just the way it is. It didn't happen for me because I battled fibroids for a decade as I um, tried to buy time to meet the right man. I didn't want to have a child by myself. I did try adoption and um, I tried twice. It didn't work out. And so I I gave it the best shot I could. I, I tried everything Um, I just was not willing to have a child on my own. I considered it. I did consider IVF. But um, it didn't happen. That's the bottom line. But if you're still trying and you're still able to try, please know that I am praying along with you. And uh, if, if it works out for you, I'm happy for you. If it doesn't, I'm here to help you live a more joyful relevant and fulfilled life <laughs> that's what i'm here for that's what this platform is for so never you fear it's my it's my life's work it's my calling and uh this is it's just what i do i've i been there done that and so i know how you feel i know the feelings that you're dealing with i know uh that there are some of you who are surrounded by people who are just having women who are just having children left and right with no problem. Um, I have to admit, I think the most annoying thing I've heard lately are grandmothers or grandmothers to be who were saying, I'm still waiting for my grandchild. You know that I heard that a couple of times this past week. Um, Somebody was talking about their daughter, and I'm like, you know, some people just—they just don't get it. They just <laughs> some people will never get it, and they don't—they think that if you bring it up, that you're being hateful or you're being a hater because it didn't happen for you. But you know, especially to say in front of you about somebody else, I'm still waiting for my grandchild. Or. I was hoping she'd have another one you know it's just like you just don't get it you don't get it suppose she didn't have another one would you love your daughter any less if she couldn't have a, a child or if she couldn't have a second child or third or fourth or fifth so people are still not thinking we have to realize that as childless not by choice people people are not thinking in many cases they mean well they don't know any better and that's what this platform is here for, to create awareness. And so there are many times I'm just going to have to get past my aggravation <laughs> and just keep on going, you know, because uh, they they generally, people generally mean well. They, they just, it doesn't sink in for them because it's not their story. Let me put it that way. So you can't blame people, but if you need to get away from the scene, just get away from the scene. If you don't want to go to the baby shower, don't go to the baby shower. If you don't want to be a part of the, the conversation, walk away. Go join another conversation or create one of your own. You don't have to stick around to save face or make it seem like you are uh, you want to be there because you, if you leave, you'd be a hater. Do what's best for you. Do what's best for you as often as you can. And if they feel some kind of way, they'll get over it. They'll be fine. You have to take care of you because this is not just a physical thing. This is emotional. It's mental. It goes deeper than feelings. So do what's best for you. Okay, that's all I can say. And I'm going to say it again, because that's what I've been saying from day one. Do it. It's not about being selfish. It's about doing what's best for you. And of course, that also means if you need to go see a uh, psychologist or a psychiatrist, do what's best for you. And um, if there are people who just don't get it, they don't understand your journey or your path, then they'll they'll be fine. They'll They'll be just fine. I mean, you know, if you cater to everybody else's needs and wishes, you can just completely lose your mind. And why would you want to do that? I don't want you to do that. So do what's best for you. Um, so moving right along, <laughs> I'm on a tangent today. <laughs> and so moving, yes, but yeah, it is today. It's, uh, it's one o'clock in the morning, but this is when I do my best work, I guess. So, um, anyway, um, how endometriosis affects fertility is not clearly understood is what I continue to find in my research here. Uh, it is thought that scar tissue from endometriosis can impair the release of the egg from the ovary and subsequent pickup by the fallopian tube other mechanisms thought to affect infertility i'm sorry affect fertility include changes in the pelvic environment that results in impaired implantation of the fertilized egg for additional information and ways to ease the pain visit the link Hopkins Medicine, and um, that's going to be in the show notes, as I've been saying, Hopkins Medicine, and they'll give you some um, some information on ways to ease the pain. Another site that you might find helpful, and that's that link is in the show notes as well, is the ACOG, American Congress of Obstetrics and Gynecologists. It's a site that seems to be regularly updated with educational material and workshops. Workshops are wonderful, and so check it out. I think when when we do things like workshops, we're um, surrounded by people who are on the same or similar path to uh, to us, or to ours, and um, it it makes us feel not so bad because this journey that we're on, uh, being childless. Not by choice. A lot of times, you can feel like you're the only one. I, I remember, for me, in the beginning, um, well, not e- not even in the beginning. During my ten-year journey leading up to when I finally had the hysterectomy in 2011, I used to feel so alone and so ashamed because all of my friends and coworkers and you know family members around me were having children, they were getting married, they were. they were living life. They were having a life and they were living a life. And I felt like I was, you know, I was stuck. I was like, why can't I get off this crazy Ferris wheel of being single and childless? What's wrong with me? And I remember thinking that, um, you know, when I was having all the issues with having accidents every month, you know, little girls have accidents, not grown women, And I was having accidents just about every month, especially as it got closer to the time when I made the decision to have the hysterectomy. And I just felt so alone. I felt like I was the only one going through this, which made absolutely no sense. When there are 7 billion people on this planet, there's no way. But that's what your mind does to you. Your mind makes you feel lonely, makes you feel like you're alone, like you're not worthy. Um, like your second class, and all of these negative things that are whirling around in your mind all the time, and so that was the main reason I started this this podcast, this platform twenty first century Hannah because i I started looking around after the hysterectomy, and I'm like, there's nothing around there's nothing to I can't find anything online I just didn't see anything there was no help, and all I heard around me were women who had children making fun of the women who are paying thousands of dollars for IVF. And I just was like, this is ridiculous. This can't be, this cannot be it for me. And so that's when I created 21st Century Hannah. But um, I just want to let you know that you are not alone. Um, There are millions of us who are suffering in silence, hiding in plain sight. And I mean to just break it all up and create um, awareness. create a conversation, and just make it a, a, an everyday subject. That is what I, I plan to do with the rest of my life. So you're not alone. If you're feeling lonely out there right now, know that you can come to the the site, childlessnotbychoice.net. You can subscribe to the free monthly newsletter. You can order the... the, the I don't know why I keep saying free. <laughs> it's not free. It's $5.95 for the ebook the 31 Day Devotional, um, and become a part of the community. You know, send me a message, join the conversation. I have groups on Facebook, and um, they're still relatively small. They're not like humongous thousands of people groups. They're small. I'm always trying to get people to join, and when you join, trying to get you to start a conversation. But I realize that this is there's a sadness. There's a deep sadness, and depending on where you are in the journey, if you're just starting out, as Probably much deeper, but I've got to tell you, uh, and this is in in no way um, for me to say that you're always gonna feel sad for the rest of your life. That's not what I'm I mean, but I want to tell you that I've I've talked to women of all ages who are childless, not by choice, and there is a um there's a missing. It's like a puzzle piece. It's like when you've completed an entire thousand piece puzzle and there's one piece missing in the middle somewhere. It's not in the corner. It's in the middle. <laughs> it's not on the end. It's in the middle. And um, so that and, and nobody could find that missing piece. So they're like, okay, well, I guess we're done except that piece. Well, I think that's how we feel as childless, not by choice women. And I don't think that that feeling goes away because the piece was never found. So if the puzzle piece was never found, then it's no it's not going to be complete and i and I know I'm not try, again I'm not trying to make you feel worse than you probably already feel some of you, but I just want you to know that we can live with that peace missing we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled filled life regardless of the fact that that peace is missing, so if you don't believe me, come along with me, join the conversation, and you'll see. I promise you you will feel better. I don't generally I don't often make promises like that and I don't think we should but I've got to tell you if I could get to the point where I am now where I'm talking to you about this and have been for the last year and a half via podcast and via my platform trust me I I have yet to find the woman on this planet who wanted children more than I did. That's just how badly I wanted children. And so, if I can get to this point, so can you. So, come along with me for the ride. In the meantime, let's talk about statistics. (laughs) So, many of you know how much I love statistics, or maybe you don't, but I love statistics. Maybe not so much the statistics classes that you had to take in college, but statistics, the numbers, Because I believe numbers tell a story. And typically, the numbers tell a strong story. Yes, they can be skewed by human mistakes, human error, a miscount or something like that. But I think statistics are the closest that we have to to perfection. So, according to the additional research that I did, endometriosis can first occur when girls first get their period. Endometriosis affects 176 million women worldwide and 1 in 10 girls and women in the U.S. Endometriosis usually causes symptoms during reproductive years, and those years are age 12 to 60. However, many women and girls are undiagnosed. The following additional statistics are from the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control website, so I have that link in the show notes as well. And they say on the CDC website that because some women might have endometriosis but do not have symptoms, it is difficult to know exactly how many women have the condition. Current estimates suggest that 6 to 10% of women of reproductive age have endometriosis, or approximately 5 million women in the United States. In 2011, the NICHD-led Endometriosis Natural History Diagnosis and Outcome Study found that 11% of a group of women with no symptoms of endometriosis actually had the disorder. If this finding applies to all the women in the United States, The number of American women with endometriosis may well exceed previous estimates of 5 million. Endometriosis is most common in women in their 30s and 40s, but it can affect any female who menstruates. So that's the end of my information on endometriosis, and uh, I guess I added some things in there. I was just on a real tangent today, I don't know why, but... I I hope that I spoke to some heart out there who's feeling it right now. And uh, some, whether it's a man or a woman, I hope that uh, this uh, episode really helped. And um, I think I have like one, two, three, four, five. Uh, Let me see if it's five, six, six links um, for additional information. And then below those links, I added two news stories of interest, um, interesting stories from around the world on childlessness. Um, One headline is, Don't Ridicule Childless Women, and the other one is, um, What Not to Say to Couples Who Don't Have Children. I only put two stories. Sometimes I put three or four, but I only put two because we have five links on research, and so I didn't want to overwhelm you, but... um, I'm always adding a a couple of news stories on every episode, so check them out. Um, Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Again, if you find value in this episode or any of the episodes or the podcast overall, please feel free to hit that donate button on the website. I am putting my contact information in the show notes, so the website www.childlessnotbychoice.net is going to be in the notes. I also have another website, civillamorgan.com. I know I don't mention it very much. On that site, you may also subscribe to the free newsletter. It's the same newsletter, which are, you know, regardless of the site that you're on. On the civillamorgan.com site, um, that's where my blogs hang out because I, I do blog. Uh, I blog on the childlessness uh, issues. Those blogs are on the childlessnotbychoice.net site. Everything else that I blog about is on the civillamorgan.com website. Hope that makes sense. So I love to write. I've been writing since I was 11 years old. And so um, that's why I have two websites with Two different sets of blogs. (laughs) But um, trust me, I stay busy. It doesn't mean that I'm just sitting writing all day. It's just that when you're passionate about something, you find the time for it. And so feel free to visit both sites. And um, I think that's it. I'm on Facebook. Many of you know I'm on Facebook. I get a lot of direct messages on Facebook. So if you want to reach out to me, feel free to do so on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at savella One on uh Instagram at Sevilla One or at Joy and Relevance. The at Joy and Relevance Instagram page is um filled with mostly content on the childless not by choice uh demographic at sevilla one is just my personal stuff but both si- both Instagram pages are available. I'm also on LinkedIn and um I think that covers it. I'm on I think I mentioned everybody, every place that I can be found So feel free to look me up. Remember I said that I have two groups on Facebook. One is a private group. And so if you want to be added to that, just message me. I'll I'll add you in. Uh, Then there is the closed group and you can just um, request to be added there directly and I'll just add you in. And then um, there's another group for people who do not fit the demographic but want to show their support. So I have three Facebook groups and I have a Facebook page and then my regular Facebook. So I am on social media. I'm on social media. I actually um, admin for a local podcasting group as well. So I, I'm, I'm very big into the podcasting arena. Love podcasting. In fact, I don't know how I almost forgot to mention this, but um, just this week, I was highlighted along with a group of other women um, as, a, as a, a podcaster of note, which I thought was pretty cool. It really made my day. And um, so if you, um, I may try to add that in the show notes. I'm going to have to figure out how to do that. But um, yeah, myself and a group of women were um, highlighted by podcast movement one of the largest podcast movements out there they are expecting um over 2000 people to their event and so i want to thank podcast movement for for putting me on that list with all those other great women who podcast that was like that's a big deal for me so podcast movement celebrates women's history month with this special list and Sevilla is on the list. How cool is that? (laughs) I'm so humbled and so thankful and so grateful to be recognized by Podcast Movement and by the other podcasters in the podcasting space. I really appreciate it. I know many of you know that there are thousands of podcasts out there with just as many subject matters. And the fact that you're even here listening to mine again humbles me. So thank you so very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Podcast Movement. And um, the best is yet to come. I wish you the best, um, If especially if you're in a particular state right now where maybe you're feeling, you know, negative about what your life will be like. You know, like I said, come along with me for the ride. Everything's going to be fine. I've already written two blog posts on um, the childlessness issues and uh, So check them out on the childlessnotbychoice.net site. And uh, I hope to hear from you soon. In the meantime, thanks again for listening, and have a great one. Bye.